0: valentine's day everyone it's your boy jason and we have some football to talk about today it's february 14th i already mentioned it's valentine's day so i'm going to be bringing you five players that i love for dynasty fantasy football going into next season and really the rest of their career some players that you need to be going out and trading for in your dynasty leagues before it's too late so without further ado let's go ahead Get right on into the show. Pull out your coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right. Well, first things first. And I would just like to say I would be remiss if I didn't name you guys as one of the people I love most this Valentine's Day. I just love. Being able to spend every single weekday morning with you guys, the audience, there's nothing better. This morning I wake up, I say goodbye to my girlfriend as she leaves for work, and I know that I get to sit pretty for a couple more hours, getting ready to talk fantasy football with the best community every single morning. So excited. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for making this show what it is. Could not do it without you guys again. Just so thankful that you guys tune in and are such a great audience. And I can't wait to discuss now five players that I love for Dynasty. And we'll start with my guy, Justin Fields. I did want to say, in general, I kind of wanted these five players to be of value. So we're going to put quotes around that as we get kind of into this. But then also I wanted them to be under 27 going into the 2024 season. There are a couple of players that are like 26 and a half right now that will be over 27 going into the season that I didn't really count. So we were looking for some younger guys that I consider a value. And there's certain ways to go around values. And so and we'll kind of discuss that as this episode goes on. But we're gonna go ahead and do Justin Fields. Justin Fields to me at QB 13 is a value. If if you were to tell me last season, right? Going into 2022 that you could, or 2023, that you could get Justin Fields pretty cheaply, I would have laughed at your face. Last year in the startup Dynasty Superflex drafts. Justin Fields was going in the first rounds of these things. And now he's going in the second, sometimes even third round of Dynasty startups. He's not even drafted. Usually the like first, like I said, QB 13, usually not even one of the top 12 quarterbacks drafted in these early drafts going into the 2024 season. But I just think that that's an insult, really. Justin Fields last season finished ninth in points per game. And the year before that, finished fifth in points per game. Last year, he scored 20 points in seven of his 13 games. So more than half of his games, he was an excellent option. And he was number one in carries per game, number two in rush yards, number two in rush yards per game, number, number three in expected fantasy points per game, and number five in points per dropback. Justin Fields was lighting the world on fire when it comes to fantasy football. The only concerns with him were some of his real-life football skills, holding the ball too long, scrambling first instead of waiting for an option to open up. But that's good for fantasy football. And one thing we know about Justin Fields is he's probably not going to be on the Bears anymore and is probably going to be going to a new team this offseason. And the two new teams that are the favorites to get Justin Fields, Falcons and Steelers. Both excellent options. I mean, we talked about last season, Arthur Smith on the Falcons, that he would do a really good job with Justin Fields just because that's the offense he likes to run with a mobile quarterback doing lots of these kind of creative play designs. Justin Fields would fit perfectly in an Arthur Smith system. And that has now moved to Pittsburgh, who's actually the clear and away favorite to land Justin Fields right now, moving into the negative odds. So Vegas is thinking they'll go to that he'll go to Pittsburgh with Arthur Smith which is a solid offense with the right quarterback. And I do think that Justin Fields could succeed there uh, in a really good way for fantasy football. I know that we hate Arthur Smith, but I mean, he made Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter at least okay fantasy football options. I would be surprised if Justin Fields doesn't finish as a top 10 quarterback On the Steelers with George Pickens, with Deontay Johnson, with Najee Harris, with Jalen Warren, with Pat Fryermuth, and probably another wide receiver as Mike Tomlin was heavily involved at the Senior Bowl scouting these wide receivers, literally in person, feet away, watching the wide receiver drills, high-fiving wide receivers and everything like that. So they're looking at another wide receiver. Justin Fields going to the Steelers would be great. And then as you guys know, I love the Falcons landing spot for Justin Fields. I think that that would be fantastic as well. We've seen some mobile quarterbacks succeed in this offense the past few seasons. Again, that might be an Arthur Smith thing, but I just think that it would be a good thing in general, especially with the personnel on the Falcons. I think that with a mobile quarterback, with an excellent pass-catching running back, with an elite tight end, with an elite wide receiver one, that there's just so many things that a defense has to key in on, on a play-to-play basis that any quarterback really going to the Falcons would be excellent but especially a mobile quarterback. And I know that we'll hear the arguments, well, you know, a mobile quarterback wouldn't succeed in a Sean McVay system. That's not necessarily true. I mean, yes, you'd rather see a pocket passer, a guy with a great, accurate arm in these kinds of systems, but we don't even know for sure that it's going to be a Sean McVay system. Yeah, it's someone coming from the tree, but one of these things that make great coaches great coaches is the fact that they work around their personnel. So it's it, It's probably more of a Sean McVay has had Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford as his quarterback quarterbacks more so than a mobile quarterback wouldn't succeed in the system at all. So I think the Falcons and Steelers for Justin Fields would be excellent landing spots and would easily make his quarterback 13 price tag right now. Really, really attainable uh, and and easy to to kind of overcome. Again, he had 657 rush yards last year, was averaging 50 and a half rush yards a game, which is just a free five points in fantasy. I know that there are some concerns about his play style not being the greatest passer, but we don't care about that for fantasy football. And when you're talking about a young quarterback probably going into a better situation, that's Justin Fields, and so that is a player I'm loving. For Dynasty with his rushing floor, I would be surprised that he's not even a top 10 quarterback next season. So go get him right now while he's still the QB 13. And just remember that he used to be so much more expensive, but has had a down year. And I'm putting quotes around that. It was a fine year for fantasy football. Again, ninth in points per game and 20 plus points in seven games out of his 13. The only issues was he got injured last year, but he was still a really good quarterback for fantasy football. Get yourself some Justin Fields. The next player that I love for fantasy football in Dynasty is Brees Hall. And again, I said that I wanted these things to be a value. And Brees Hall right now at RB3, that's a value to me. That's value town. I firmly believe that Brees Hall should be the Dynasty RB1. I understand that he's a little bit older than Brees, than uh, Jameer Gibbs and B. Sean Robinson, but that, not that much. He's still technically 22. Uh, B. John Robbins is about to be 22. Jameer Gibbs is already 22. So they're basically the same age. Brees Hall is a few months older, but he already has two years in the NFL under his belt. And it's just so, so much explosiveness. I mean, Brees Hall is probably the best running back in the league, especially if you just go off workout metrics. I mean, the dude is so fast. Remember he's 5'11, 217 pounds, which is pretty big for a running back. But he ran a 4-3-9-40, which is 98th percentile. He has a 98th percentile speed score and 94th percentile burst. And somehow, against all odds, Brees Hall had 1,600 all-purpose yards last season and nine touchdowns, averaging the sixth most fantasy points per game, despite being on probably one of the worst offenses in NFL history last season. Somehow he did all that. And so I can only imagine that things are going to get better for Brees Hall. So I would easily, easily take B. John Robinson or Jameer Gibbs and trade them for Brees Hall. Plus, I think that that is easy, easy money because and I'm sure you guys would all agree with me here. Ask yourself this question. Who has a higher chance to finish as the RB one on a season to season basis? Brees Hall, Jameer Gibbs or B. John Robinson? The answer is Brees Hall no matter how you spin it. Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs are probably going to be top six, top eight options every single season, which is awesome. But they don't have the upside that Brees Hall has in their backfield. Jameer Gibbs still has David Montgomery and all the pass catchers on the lines to worry about. And Bijan Robinson still has Tyler Algier to worry about. And again, all the other weapons on the Falcons offense. We don't even know what they're going to look like next season. What we do know is that the Jets will look better next season. And they're probably not going to be able to invest in running back at all. They've already got a solid backup in Israel, Abana Kanda. So Brees Hall is a true bell cow with the best workout metrics in the NFL. It's literally checking all the boxes you want for a dynasty running back, and yet he's not dynasty RB1. Give me Brees Hall every single day of the week. Last season, he finished number one in targets, number one in receptions, number one in receiving yards, number one in evaded tackles, number one in dominator rating, and top five in weighted opportunities, target share, routes run, yards per route run, juke rate, and yards created. Just, again, such an explosive athlete, such a good running back. He had seven games last season with 20 or more points. Again, on the Jets, scored 20 or more fantasy points seven times last season, even had the amazing 43.1 output with 20 carries, 12 receptions, nearly 200 yards, and two touchdowns. It's just there's no other running back in the league with the ceiling that Brees Hall has, not a single running back in the league. Go get Brees Hall while he's not the clear in a way, undisputed, RB1 in Dynasty. I know he's still expensive, but totally worth trying to acquire. Even if it means you know taking a quarterback and super flex to try to get him, taking one of your top tier wide receivers to try to get him, downgrading wide receiver, adding to Christian McCaffrey. I don't care. You need to get Brees Hall in Dynasty. So we'll move on to some wide receivers now. Um, and Anthony says that it, you know, was gonna say Brees Hall, but it's steep. And again, I agree, it is steep. But when I talk about values, I just talk about being able to outperform their current price tag. And I, again, just think that Brees Hall should and can be the RB1 and probably will be the RB1 with Aaron Rodgers next season. So give me some Brees lightning, faux show. Nico Collins. And I just have to ask this, guys. Would you really, would you really rather have Tank Dell over Nico Collins? Think about it. Would you really? Because I wouldn't. I really would it. I love Tank Dell. I think he's amazing. But you've got to give me the guy who had more yards, more touchdowns, played in more games, suffered less injuries, played in the league longer, and actually profiles as a true alpha. Nico Collins is 6'4", 215 pounds, had 1,300 receiving yards, had eight touchdowns, finished seventh in points per game, and 12th in total fantasy points last season. That's incredible. And for some reason right now, Nico Collins is the wide receiver 25 right now on player profiler rankings, and Tank Dell is six spots ahead of him at wide receiver 19. I get that CJ Stroud loves Tank Dell, but Nico Collins was the wide receiver one on this team in his first season with a rookie quarterback. It's only going to get better. And last time I checked, nothing's changing on the Houston Texans. Bobby Sloick is staying. D'Amico Ryans is, of course, still there. And CJ Stroud is going into his now second season as an NFL starter. It's only going to get better for these Texans pass catchers. And it's only going to get better for the one that truly profiles as an alpha. And that's Nico Collins. Last year, he was top five in points per target versus man, points per route run, points per target in general, expected points added, uh, and QB rating per target. That's amazing. He's literally making CJ Stroud have a better passer rating when he's throwing to Nico Collins. Quarterbacks love that. And he's doing all this while averaging an astounding 16.2 yards per reception, which was ninth in the league last season. Nico Collins is an excellent wide receiver. And what confuses me the most is since his rookie season, looking at his workout metrics, looking at his frame, we've all, all been waiting and waiting and waiting for the breakout to happen he's been a breakout candidate for almost any dynasty analyst i can i can think of for the past couple seasons and it finally happened and yet we're not sold on it i don't get it i'll never understand it nico collins just finished as a wide receiver one just finished as a wide receiver one not just like Average wide receiver one output, but finishes the 12th best wide receiver last season with the seventh most points per game and is valued as the 25th wide receiver, despite still only going into his fourth year in the league, despite everything, probably getting better for him next season, more connection time with his quarterback. Give me Miko Collins every single day of the week. You can't value a young guy who just finished as a wide receiver one as a high end wide receiver three. Big question marks around the value of Nico Collins right now. Not sure why the market is so trepid in the Nico Collins water. Go get him. He's a true alpha. He's got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. One of the best offensive coordinators in the league. And the other wide receivers on his team have some clear health concerns. And they're probably not even going to add another wide receiver because that room is so full and they have some other needs that they need to address. Nico, Nico, Nico Collins. The next wide receiver I have for you guys, this is true value town. This is true, true, true value town. Jamison Williams, if you've turned into any wake and take episode, trade gods episode, any episode I've guested on, I found some way to give my hype for JMO. I just love Jamison Williams, and right now he's valued at the wide receiver 56 on player profiler rankings and probably even lower on keep trade cut and any dynasty manager that rosters him except for me. Jamison Williams still has everything, everything that you will be looking for in an elite wide receiver. I think that we can at this point say that he'll probably never finish as a wide receiver one. But I do still think that a high-end wide receiver, two is well within his range of outcomes. This guy was still a first-round pick from Alabama. He still runs a sub 4 which looks even faster when you see him play. He's still not even 23, and he fits perfectly into the Lions offense. You can argue, right? Jameer Gibbs, he gets passes. Sam Laporta, he gets passes. Amon Ross St. Brown, he catches a ton of passes. These are all true but none of them operate in the same way that Jamison Williams does. And really, we have to look at the last two seasons combined as his rookie season. He has still not had a full season to get acclimated into this offense. Next season will be the year that he breaks out. I know that we're disappointed in how long it's taken, but we've seen him grow every single game. Go ask any Lions fan, any. And they will say that the Jamison Williams they saw in their rookie season is nowhere near the Jamison Williams that we see today. And I know that people are going to call him a knucklehead and say that uh, Dan Campbell hates him. I just don't think that's true. I really don't. Because if that were the case, Jamison Williams wouldn't have scored two touchdowns in the biggest game of the Lions season in the NFC Championship. And a lot of people are looking at that 2TD game as an opportunity to sell high. You can't how is it selling high if he's a wide receiver 56 that's just selling that's simply just selling and getting out from an asset you don't want to have anymore for me i would like to buy that and see what happens he still has an incredibly high ceiling attached to one of the more explosive offenses in the league and he's shown on the football field that he's an excellent route runner he's excellent after the catch He's starting to show good hands. And above all else, he's a really good run blocker. That came out of nowhere. No one expected him to be a run blocker. But if you watch any Lions play, you're seeing him never give up. Always going down to find a block or something to stay in the play. That's how you earn playing time. That's how you earn the trust of your coaches. And that's how you continue to get on the field. And with Josh Reynolds' contract coming up, with Khalif Raymond's contract coming up, You've got to look at Jamison Williams as a true wide receiver, too, on this Lions offense in 2024, and that is going to scream production. Get Jamison Williams while you still can, guys, because I may have been early on him last season. I'm not early on him this year. He truly will break out in 2024. I can't say it enough. Get Jamo, get Jamo, get Jamo. Lastly, the last player I love for Dynasty is, of course, Kyle Pitts, another one of my guys that I just can't give up on. I think at this point, Kyle Pitts has fallen into truth or territory. And I just don't think that's fair. We used to believe that tight ends took some time to break out. But unfortunately, with some recency bias, we have, you know, changed that opinion. We've seen rookie tight ends break out. We've seen year two wide or tight ends break out. What we haven't really seen is, or, or what we've seen historically... Is tight ends taking some time? But again, the recency bias has kind of affected that. But Kyle Pitts has still done a lot for what he's been given. He had a 1,000 yards his rookie season when he had actual competent quarterback play and has only struggled when the quarterback and Arthur Smith was calling plays in a not great way. Kyle Pitts will get back on track. I think now is the time to buy because I don't know if you're aware, but Raheem Morris had an interview last week his introductory press conference with the Falcons, and he didn't say anything about Kyle Pitts. But he did name drop B. John Robinson and Drake London. That has caused some Pitts managers to worry. That's caused the fantasy community to think that Raheem Morris doesn't like Kyle Pitts. And I've even seen some rumors that they're going to trade Kyle Pitts because of that. We're in peak offseason right now. People are latching on to anything. But Kyle Pitts is still going to be a Falcon next season. And we all know that the Falcons are going to upgrade their quarterback position. We all know it. And so Kyle Pitts is going to be an excellent player next season, and he's going to outperform his tight end eight price tag. This was a guy who had been the tight end one in Dynasty for two seasons in a row and has now plummeted to tight end eight. That's pretty low. That's pretty low for a guy who's only 23, which believe it or not, he's the same age as Sam Laporta and actually younger than Trey McBride and Dalton Kincaid. That says a lot to me because he's younger than those players and is now going into his fourth season that means a lot. Kyle Pitts is still young, still breaking out, and is attached to an offense that's going to get better. So give me Kyle Pitts while you still can, because he still was the number four overall pick his rookie season. He still has the best athleticism in the league with some fantastic size, and last season, despite the poor performance, was still number one. Number one in air yards, average depth of target, And unrealized air yards. And unrealized air yards is important to mention because that shows that, you know, with a good quarterback and actually being able to get good targets, those air yards will become realized and he'll score more fantasy points. So get Kyle Pitts while you still can. I know he's going to cost a pretty penny, but not as pretty of a penny as he'll cost when he starts scoring fantasy points. So it is now the perfect time to get Kyle Pitts, especially in tight end premium leagues. Get him while you still can, guys. So those are the five players I love for Dynasty. In Dynasty Fantasy Football, I love Justin Fields, Brees Hall, Jamison Williams, Kyle Pitts, and Nico Collins. You need to trade for those guys while you still can. You just do. You just do. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have any questions? Let's see. Yeah, and uh, no questions, but just some some kind of follow-ups. Uh, Jaymo won't be wide receiver one with a Ross St. Brown, but definitely can see wide receiver two. Exactly. I mean, and same LaPorta, right? He's taking a lot of targets, but luckily enough, Jamison Williams operates in the kind of explosive plays. Like he doesn't need a ton of volume to score fantasy points. And so I think he'll still be okay. And I still think wide receiver two is well within his range of outcomes. And Anthony also goes on to say that Pitts had a good QB year one when he had a thousand yards and no QB since exactly. Exactly. So, with the quarterback upgrade coming, with competent coaching staff coming, you have to latch onto this Falcons offense while you still can. And the cheapest entry point is going to be Kyle Pitts. And it's awesome because while it's the cheapest entry point, it's at a position of the most need. So, go get some Kyle Pitts, ladies and gentlemen. Go do it. And the question a question has come in before we get you out of here How do we feel about Trevor Lawrence? I feel the mood around him is currently low for some managers. Yeah, it is. I'm buying Trevor Lawrence as well, especially in Superflex leagues. This is another quarterback. His value has plummeted after an off year. But, I mean, we have to remember that it's just been a weird, it was kind of just a weird season for the Jaguars. I'm not, it was like, it, well, A, Trevor Lawrence was injury played. Christian Kirk got injured at one point. Calvin Ridley couldn't get going. Zay Jones missed basically every single game. So, I do think that with some more continuity next season. And also, I, I think they're kind of in their head just, you know, expecting to win the AFC South. And I don't know. I, but Trevor Lawrence is still growing as a quarterback. And I do still think that he was a generational prospect and will eventually see that generational performance. Not sure if he'll ever be a top five dynasty quarterback, but he certainly should remain top 10 the rest of his career. Certainly, someone I'm okay with buying and targeting if the price is right for sure. So, guys, that is all I have for you. Those five players I love for Dynasty. Not sure what we'll be doing tomorrow on Wake and Take, but make sure that you tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler YouTube and Instagram. I'll be here. But before you leave, make sure you like this video and subscribe to the Player Profiler channel to help make all this possible. You guys have a... uh, victorious valentine's day and a wonderful rest of your week peace